The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, Dr. Jason Kupsik. What's cracking? Man, do I have a story to tell you guys at the beginning of the show here tonight. But first, <laughs> I want to mention who's here with us. Yes. We have Sean and Richard from The Language of Bromance. Yes. The first people to come on our show from our new network, the Pod Bros Network. That's right. Uh, how's it going, guys? Good. Bringing a little what? bromance together here for, <laughs> from the Pod Bros. That's what we do. That's what's up. We're the first. And that's what we did. We showed up, and now it's a sausage party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what up? <laughs> so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your sh- show, uh, what makes you guys have a bromance or how that got started and where to find your show? Uh, Rich, if you want to share the story, go ahead. Um, okay, well, um, so our friendship started as uh, we were just friends. Work, we worked in a restaurant together and we bonded over a movie. We bonded over the movie Last House on the Left. It's It's kind of a long story, not really so much. It was the original Last House on the Left. Sean had never seen it. He always said he, he, he was was talking to somebody else and said he was on the lookout for like really weird, creepy, gory movies. And I was like, you want to see something crazy, go watch the original Last House on the Left. Wes Craven's very first movie. It's nuts. It's like a snuff film. It really is. And so on my suggestion, he watched it and... He made the mistake of watching it with his girlfriend, current or with his girlfriend at the time and his mother. I don't know why he would do True that. True story. <laughs> well, this is like um, 2004, so we're coming off a saw. I'm like, seriously, yeah. how bad can this movie be? Yeah. And about like two thirds of the way through the movie, I'm like, I can't wait to get to work and talk about how messed up this movie is. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, if you guys have seen the movie. But at some point, uh, one of the ladies is going down on a guy by a pool, and she gets a little bitey. And at this point, I look over, and I'm like, huh, this girl that I'm dating's here, and she looks shocked. I look over next to my other side, and it's my mother. Oh, yeah. And she's kind of looking at me, kind of like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> and so I'm like, I got to call Rich. So we yeah. worked at a sports bar at this point. So I call, and Rich and I had, like, we talked a handful of times. We weren't, like, great, great friends yet. And so he gets a call at work. Of course, he's probably, like, freaked out. Like, oh, my God, who's calling me at work? Like, something's wrong with the kids. And he picks up the phone, like, what the fuck did you make me watch? <laughs> So from that point on, it was between watching movies and video games. I got him into uh, tabletop role-playing games, so D&D and, yeah. and all the all the usual suspects there. Um, and then, so so that's where the, the, the friendship started. And then from there, it extended to 
a podcast. And the reason we started, we, the reason we decided to go with the podcast is um, Sean had graduated college, he moved away, and we hadn't really talked that much. The talks were becoming less and less frequent, and this was our way of staying connected. So honestly, these, I mean, the things that we'll chat about, or the things that we chat about on our show, it's almost, it's, it's the exact same thing that we would talk about if I didn't have a microphone in front of my face. Sure, yeah. We started the show up like in 2014, and uh, since we've released our first episode, we've released an episode every Sunday for 139, 140 straight weeks. Damn. So That's pretty impressive. Especially in the podcast game, you know what I mean? That's what that's what everybody tells us. Yeah. I, I, I just guilt trip him into it. He's like, I don't feel like talking to you this week. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go play in the street. Yes. He cries. <laughs> He's like, oh, guess I'll go take a shower then. Where's the toaster? I'm like, come back. Come back. It's fine, buddy. Come on. Oh, my gosh. All right, we'll do one this week. So, uh, tell us about your website and where they can find your show. I mean, other than podbros.com. Yeah, we're on podbros. We're on all the other places, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher. Um, our website's languageofbromance.com. Uh, we're on Twitter pretty heavy at languageofbro. And if you want to email us, our tagline, which is eat the beaver. So our email address is eat the beaver at languageofbromance.com. <laughs> oh. Where did that come from? Where do you think? <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, Rocco's Modern Life. It was no uh, cartoon from the nineties called Rocco's Modern Life. I remember. I remember. It. I was just uh, <laughs> wanted to hear you say it. That's, that's, that's where it is, and that's that's what we'll say until the day we die. Everybody thinks it's dirty. No, it's not dirty at all. Nope, never. We're not those kind of people. <laughs> Alright, well I have a crazy paranormal story that happened to happen to me just Friday night. Nice. Now I've been investigating for a long time and our listeners know that I view things a little differently than most people in the paranormal field. I think anything's possible, but I don't have an explanation for any of it and I don't want to have an explanation until I know that that's the truth. So when I go into a place, I'm going in there to experience something, not necessarily... I like to capture stuff, but I I just go in there to experience it for myself and see what it's like. So, I have built up a name here in the Kansas City region, enough to where I get invited to different things, different investigations by different people, and I happen to get an invite from some people that I hadn't met before, but I've been online with them before. Uh, through Facebook. So I got an invite two hours before to a very awesome abandoned hospital. And I can't say the name of it because the owner doesn't want us to put that out there. But they're about to gut the place and turn it into condos. So I wanted to go in there. And I know people that have gone in there, actually. So I was like, I canceled all my plans and got right on it. It went and the place is amazing. It's six floors like three football fields in length with different um, different parts of the building jutting off everywhere and everything is still there other than they tore down some of the walls and tore out all the copper and stuff but like there was hospital beds and 
needles literally everywhere and, and all this stuff and it was no power and part of it had caught on fire so we had the whole place to ourselves all night long were the patients still there did they keep them there too i think there were some there actually okay i was, I was gonna say like you know depending on the venue this would have either been a great paranormal investigation or the scariest tinder date on the face of the earth <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I'm also an urban explorer, and I would say a a large part, one of the biggest parts of why I love doing what I do is I get access to these awesome, historic, really cool places that people just don't go into. Um, Even if it's a public building that's open and people go into, if I go in there and investigate, I get into every nook and cranny that the public just doesn't get to go into, which is amazing. So the first couple of hours that I'm there, nothing's really going on. I mean, the place is really cool, and I'm having a great time going around, but I haven't experienced anything weird. I could tell that there were some animals in there, you know, some different noises and stuff. And we actually had to go through and clear the building because at times they've had homeless problems. Like, we had armed security there with us because of that. Damn. So that was an experience in its own. Um, But anyways, like, two or three hours in... We were all in the chapel area. And when I go investigate with people, it, it, a lot of times groups get focused and stare in one direction. They think, okay, well, we're here to investigate this spot because this happened here. And they'll sit in the group and kind of look at the same thing. I've trained myself to always look the other direction. So I was looking out the doorway as they we were all sitting in the chapel, and I saw this black child-sized being moving around the hallway for 10 minutes I watched it go behind different things cross through some lights that were out there cast shadows and somebody else I started talking about somebody else came over and started seeing some of that as well so I watched that for 10 minutes and that was crazy is that the longest you've experienced like watching something because that's usually whenever you hear like these stories it's like oh I saw this glimpse of something but you like were watching it for 10 minutes yeah i mean i saw it for 10 minutes overall there were maybe a few times where it stayed behind something for a little while but i watched the same thing move around the hallway for 10 minutes which is rare usually you just get a glimpse of something and it seemed to be moving close this hallway happened to be maybe 100 yards long so it seemed to be moving closer you know as i was watching it um so and then there was other stuff going on in the room at the same time, actually. Some things started moving and whatnot. And it got a really dark feeling in there. So everybody decided, okay, we're going to stop what we're doing, go back down to base camp and collect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of groups, and I, I don't try to tell any groups how to do anything because I don't know how to do anything. But I like to wander around places and, and explore places when I'm investigating. And they were kind of stupid. Stay- big groups and staying in one area and I decided well I wanted to go off to this floor that they had never investigated before and nobody wanted to go with me so I got to go by myself (laughs) so that was the sixth floor so I there was a group going to the fourth floor and the way this place is so deteriorated there are four or five different stairwells but some of the stairwells went to some floors 
and some floors you couldn't get off of because some of the doors were blocked and whatnot. So we had to go, it was like a maze. So I followed the people up to the fourth floor and then I just kept going up. So I went up the stairwell and stopped on, or got off at six, which was the highest floor. I stepped out of the doorway and I hear three loud bangs in the middle of the floor somewhere. Oh, off somewhere. Fuck yeah. And my flashlight died in my hand. <laughs> so I, I was holding my GoPro monopod and I had my flashlight in the same hand so that the GoPro could see the flashlight, but it died. And luckily I had my phone on me, so I turned it on, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to walk around this place without a flashlight. So I turned around and started walking back down the stairs and the flashlight came back on. So I went back down to the fourth floor and met up with the ladies that were on the fourth floor and they happened to be standing by another stairwell and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this again. So I went up, back up to the sixth floor. I walked around one hallway for about three minutes and just really felt uncomfortable. And it may have been because I was by myself, but I'm kind of used to doing that. So anyways, then I went up to the roof and walked around, which was really awesome. Because you can see downtown Kansas City from up there and all this different stuff. So I did that. But I didn't come, I didn't go back to the sixth floor. I decided I was going to go down to the fourth floor. And then I found out that the other group was in autopsy down on the main floor. And I wanted to go check out the autopsy in the morgue. So I just kept going down. But when I got to the second floor, the morgue was on the first floor. When I got to the second floor, I got this urge to follow this hallway. I was like, does that go <laughs> like you do yeah and it wasn't like a regular ho- hospital hallway that's like super wide like this was just a regular hallway just a few feet wider than my shoulders and there was a big sign that said no so i follow this hallway for a little while and i i'm taking it slow because i don't want to get lost and i don't want to get turned around I end up in this back area of these rooms that ended up being part of the kitchen area. And the only way I knew that was there was the big trays from the uh, dishwasher. Oh, yeah. So I'm walking through there and all all of a sudden I get kind of dizzy, kind of out of it. And I have my GoPro going and I went back and watched just afterwards. (laughs) And I'm looking through, uh, okay, the way I'm standing, there's a doorway right in front of me and there's a doorway right right to the right and I'm looking into the doorway to the right with my GoPro and my flashlight just looking to see what's in there my phone is in my left hand with the light on it as well because by this time the flashlight was having a really hard time staying lit up and I wanted both light as I was looking in the other room something grabbed my right hand like or my left hand like it was shaking it and pulled Whoa. <laughs> Pull, Where's the pasta? Pull. You have to make the pasta. <laughs> oh, no. Now, I've been touched before. I've had things that felt like they grabbed me before. I've even got like a bear hug from behind before, but they were all a sensation of touch. This was like a solid hand grabbing my hand and pulling it, and I physically moved. Fuck. And at that moment, I stopped for a second. You can see on the video, I turned my hand back. I didn't make a sound. I turned my hand back because I had the flashlight in it and look at my hand and I turned around and start walking as fast as I can the back the way that I came. (laughs) 
but it felt like every hair on my body, including my head, was standing straight up. That's fucking. And awesome. when I got at this point, you're walking. I'm walking as fast as I can. I'm in dead yeah. run. Yeah, <laughs> sprinting. Well, I, I think there's a couple reasons why I didn't do that. One. I didn't know where the hell I was going. I didn't want to run into anything, and there was so much crap in that place. Two, I've always had pretty good composure. And though I felt like there was something behind me and I needed to get out of there, I was able to get back. So throughout that building, they had painted arrows to the exit. But I was in an area that that didn't have the arrows. Oh, fuck. And I finally got back to an area that was had the arrows, and I got down to the main floor, and the security yeah. guard there said, I looked whiter than white. Yeah. Like, Jeez. all of the blood was out yeah. of my head. Um, so, yeah, that's my experience. I've been... Uh, I've physically felt the hand on my hand, and it pulled me in a direction. Until the security guard's like, I think I've been touched and not by an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like... Do you think it's a wise move to turn that shit into condos? Like, I'm just sitting here, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, if this place is, like, actively haunted or, you know, these people aren't going to be there very long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking... That's how Poltergeist started. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Well, and this was, like, after that, I went into the morgue area. And there was stuff going on in there too but I was with other people and I was still going uh, I was still coming down from what happened to me but imagine getting the condo that's used to have the morgue in the autopsy room oh, in it yeah fuck yeah right well I want like so you think about places like that so like the kitchen um, being in a hospital you wouldn't think there'd be a lot of death or things like that inside of the kitchen so do you ever wonder if like this place has been abandoned for 40 years if that's like somebody that had something happen not like while it was a hospital but as it was an abandoned hospital maybe you... it's been 15 years which is definitely long enough for many things to happen in there after it's been closed um so i was actually talking i have a lot of other stuff going on in my life right now and i actually got a message from a psychic we interviewed just a few weeks ago yeah. saying that he yeah I got a message this evening saying that he feels something really heavy is going on in my life right now and wanted to check in on me. And I was talking to him about that, about what happened Friday night as well. And he said that he felt whatever was there was picking up on the stuff that's going on in my life and trying to take advantage of it. Like feeding, feeding off your, off, off feeding off of your pain, negative or, energy. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, because even the people that I investigated with, those people, they know the owners. They've investigated there 10 times over the last six months. And they even said, they told me the next day hey, that it felt different. And I was the only one that was there, really, that hadn't been there before. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't say what it was. Obviously, I couldn't see it. But... I felt it for sure. <laughs> do you think it had anything to do with the first kid you saw? Like the first, uh, like in that first chapel? Cause like you said, it's interesting that like you saw it for 10 minutes yeah. and also when you go off on your own, this thing happens to you. So like if this entity was like trying to follow you, like it latched on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. think about I, that because if it was I'm grabbing your hand, a... you know, if it's grabbing your hand or whatever, it could be like, Hey, Hey, mister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It could have just been saying, hey, what's up? Nobody ever comes here. I just want to be your friend. 
but I kind of got a different feeling for it. So I don't know if any of this stuff is happening in my life or not, but I feel like when I first started this, I was like, I, I did not believe in psychics, but me, I'm not that way. I can't do any of that stuff. But over the last year and a half, two years now, I'm starting to see shit that's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I should be in a hospital. I think, and I've had multiple different psychic mediums tell me that I have a potential and that I may not have any control over it once it started. Sure. So I don't know. It all really scares me, honestly. Um, well, yeah, the, it's the it's the it's the whole unknown factor. I'm I'm just I, honestly I'm I mean I, I gotta I gotta give you give you props on the fact that when it comes to like because I because I always loved like Urban Spelunky and stuff like that too when I was younger, but I I, I needed a buddy. I, I couldn't not not oh, by yeah. myself. I need a buddy. <laughs> I need a buddy system. I just need somebody in, like, clapping distance, at least, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, that's definitely preferable. And I would, for some reason, and I question it as to if I felt comfortable enough to do that anywhere because there's other, there's other, lots of other times I've done that. Or if something was manipulating me, wanting me to go to an area and nobody else happened to go there, but I still had the strong feeling that I should because I didn't even plan to get off on the second floor. I was on my way down to go to a different area and I was just like, okay, I'll go this way. Something was guiding you in that direction. That's, that's really creepy. That is kind of, I don't know. It could just, I could, we all, every single paranormal investigator could be crazy and maybe should be locked up, but I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Takes a degree of not rightness with <laughs> in order to make the in order to pursue. Um, oh my god! T- okay, I know. Like before the show, I'm, you guys asked if we had any stories, and honestly, I don't know why I didn't think of this. Um, I had, I, 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 I hadn't. I had an experience when I was oh. How I was in my 20s. Um, I worked at uh, worked in a kitchen, and um, I worked overnights. And I was a baker, so the reason that you worked overnights was because you had free reign of the ovens, and you had a lot of stuff to put in the ovens. So you were the only like at that point, I was the only person in the building. And uh, the building was still under construction, but the kitchen was done, and the dining room was done. They were doing they were building some apartments on the top floors of this building, and uh, I stepped out into the hallway because um, they, were, they would let me smoke in the hallway since it was still under construction, so while I wasn't in the kitchen, they'd let me smoke in the hallway, I was like, okay, that's all fine and good, so I'm out in the hallway, Mountain, I'm in this building completely by myself, there is no one else in this building, and I know that because all the doors are locked, and you know, I'm, I'm I have a key, I go in there by myself completely, and I, and there is a person that I see on the opposite end of the hallway. Now, it looks like they're wearing a suit, but it looks different than a suit. Um, in the, in their, uh, left breast pocket area, um, it looked like they had, like, not really medals, but, well, close to medals, but kind of, you know, an arrangement 
somewhere on there. They kind of look like not, but it didn't look like a military uniform. And uh, I saw that, and I was, and so I yelled at it. I was like, you know, hey, you know, what are you doing? And and it and it looked exactly like a person. But I will I will say this that there was a. It, it, it's almost like their face was cast in shadows, but there were no shadows, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they were in hard light, but face was shadowy and whatnot. So this figure kind of goes off and turns a corner. I follow it, and, of course, you know, the whole the whole cliche, if you go around the corner and then nothing's there, and then you're like, okay, so that's, 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 <laughs> I quit, I'm going home. Um, Spread <laughs> can bake itself. No, but I'm not. I'm not the crazy part yet. So when uh, I used to listen to the radio, because you know what, like I had the radio going on. I used to listen. I don't know if any of you guys ever listened to Coast to Coast. Yeah, absolutely. Am radio. Yeah, of course. Loved Coast to Coast. Okay, I listened to it back when it was Art Bell, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, thirteen. So anyway, so. Uh, I think it was an open line Friday or whatever. I called the show and got in and explained this whole story like like it just happened. And uh, they were on this and and George was kind of George Norrie was the host at this point, and he was kind of going on the ex, on this explanation of shadow people and things like that. And I was like, okay, you know that's that's interesting. And I didn't think anything of it. Had the conversation, you know, he took the call. That's all fine and good. About a month and a half later, I was in the dining room serving breakfast to people, and this older woman had walked by and asked me if I had called into this radio show like two months prior. And I said, Yeah, yeah, I did. And she said, You know, she said, I have, I actually have a I actually have a story for you. And she tells me the story of the building that I lived in, or the building, not the building, the building I worked in, um, in the old, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, it was a coal yard. The, the plot of land that this building sat on was a coal yard. And apparently there was a story of a police officer that had gotten into a fight with a uh, with a drunk that was kind of wandering the streets and the drunk and this police officer had gotten into a fight and in this coal yard the drunk had killed the police officer cut the cut the police officer's throat and 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 he died and this drunk was eventually hanged in front of the courthouse because it's because I live in the Midwest and apparently that was our brand of justice in the late 1800s right uh, but when she said it was a police officer, that's where the whole connection of... Because I didn't mention anything about the thing on the left breast pocket. I just said it was a guy, looked like he was in a funeral tuxedo, yeah. and had kind of a shadowy face. I meant didn't say anything. When I was on the phone with, with George Nori, I didn't say anything about something on the left breast pocket. But she was like, oh, I, there was a police officer that died here. But that got me thinking of, you know, just because you have a building that has, say it, say it hypothetically has a presence, and that building's torn down and condos are built there, like, those things don't go away necessarily. Yeah. 
if if you I guess if you believe that sort of thing, they might they might not necessarily go away just because the building that was there is gone. And there's my proof. No, I would totally agree with that. I think it's a it's a common uh, theory or what have you in the paranormal field that you know tragic events, uh, things that are traumatic, such as that instance right there. You know, the cop being killed. Uh, uh, I mean, if those things. Uh, you know, can get, kind of get burned into the atmosphere. It's almost like they're replaying themselves, like a residual type haunting. Uh, it's very interesting that you experience that. It's like the episode of Buffy where the uh, uh, prom guy, like, is in love with the teacher, and they end up killing each other. And they relive that over and over. It's exactly like that, right? I have not seen yeah, that. Like that. Exactly <laughs> like that. So, Richard, that guy was just wanting you to take him to prom. That's all it was. That's all I wanted. He's like <laughs> walked away from me because he's like, I only have eyes for you. <laughs> <laughs> he walked away because he's like, wow, dick move, man. All right. See you later. <laughs> you could have fulfilled his only reason for still being here, but you just. I could have. So did not to. Careless whisper. <laughs> so, do you ever experience it? I've never even heard this story before, Richard. Did you experience anything else out there, or is that the only thing? Uh, that was the only thing. I mean, I think there might have been an occasion or two that there might have been like flickering lights and things like that. But I mean, you can attribute that to twenty other things. So I didn't. Those things I don't. You know, I don't really take into consideration. That was the only. That one was the only thing that had my hair stand up and prompted me to call a, a radio show at 2.30 a.m. That's awesome, though. I'm kind of mad you've never shared that story with me. <laughs> I mean, we've done these Burloween episodes, and you could have shared it there. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I, was saving, I was saving it for this occasion right here. Well, we appreciate the hell out of it. So. <laughs> Man. So are you guys, uh, you guys sports fans? Guys like uh, uh, NBA of the, specifically. Of the two, I'm the bigger sports fan. Not really NBA, like a little bit of football. Really big into baseball. Oh, I, I know what baseball. story you're pulling. John's big on baseball. I I I like to watch football. I don't get the chance that often, but if I have the choice, that's where that's where I'll usually go. See, I'm surprised that this story slipped by me. Honestly, it's it's an older story. I mean, it just happened in a. In a Halloween actually is when they did this story, um, but like you know, I'm like you. I'm a I'm more of a baseball fan. I'd I'd rather fucking probably lay down in the street uh, than watch an NBA game. That's just me. <laughs> um, so I I didn't know this guy's name. His name is Meta World Peace. Oh, that was uh oh, for shoot, the, who for was the Lakers. What was I, his original name? Fuck, I, I don't know. What I was trying to think of. But yeah, he uh, played for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, that was a, like a huge head case. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, and this might lend itself to that a little bit as well. So he's Is this claiming the Earth story. No, no, no. He, he claims no. He's claiming that a ghost touched him inappropriately. I'm liking it so far. That's the only. <laughs> a uh, succubus is what he's saying. I'm telling you. So he says. Uh, L.A. Lakers star Meta World Peace may have had good reason <laughs> to feel. Yeah. Feel spooked over the weekend. He claims ghosts touched him inappropriately. Uh, the Lakers were in Oklahoma City. Now, like I said, this story is all the way from, back from October. They were uh, in Oklahoma City to play the Thunder on Saturday. 
they stayed at this place called the Skirvin Hilton. Uh, the hotel is said to be uh, haunted, especially on the 10th floor, which is where uh, visiting NBA teams usually will stay on that floor. Um, he stayed, let's see here, told Orange County Register he had an encounter that might be described as astral assault. <laughs> so um, here's a quote. It says, the ghosts were all over me. I just accepted it. He said, they touched me. <laughs> <laughs> says they touched me all over the place. I'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong places. Now, fuck. It's, it's not gay if it's with a ghost. Yeah, exactly. So it says, uh, I was watching a really good movie, but I was tired, and I didn't want to move. So, <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Um, but yeah, I, I, I just found this hilarious because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, okay, you're getting, like, you're getting fondled by a ghost, but... The movie you're watching is really, really good. You're tired. You don't want to move. If a ghost is <laughs> fucking touching me, like I'm gonna move. I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive in saying that, that I'm gonna move. And the ghost just... occasionally texts me, "Hey, you hey. up?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it just depends on how good the ghost is. If you're gonna move or not. I mean, if they're doing a good job, it's like, yeah. oh, I'll just let this happen. Yeah, I'm just gonna kick back for a second here. <laughs> let yeah. this happen. My yeah, God. Right the will it. Yeah, I had to dude. look. Meta World Peace. That that's the dude Ron Artest. He's the dude that went crazy at uh, Indiana. That like stormed the crowd and like punched the dude in the face yeah. that didn't even throw the beer at him. <laughs> so how credible of a guy this is? Uh, it's still yeah, still up for debate. There. So if that was on Halloween, then where is the um, lawsuit? He said yeah. he was bringing it to court, right? Yeah, he said I think he was probably <laughs> saying was that. He's most likely saying that in jest. I would hope. No. Fuck, I would We've hope. We've talked but... about this a little bit. At least I have. The next step is somebody trying to sue the family of the supposed <laughs> ghost that attacks somebody. Oh, it's right. coming. All it's rise. coming for sure. <laughs> All rise for Judge Beetlejuice. Right. Beetlejuice. Judge Beetlejuice presiding. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fucking three times to get him to show up. Yeah, Michael Keaton fucking showing up. <laughs> the doll with a sheet on it. Point to where you were forced to touch the ghost doll. Point to the point on the doll where. Oh fuck! Touching the naughty bits. Koopsik, <laughs> Koopsik, my man. Do you uh do you got a story for us? I do, and this is actually kind of it's a little it's kind of a sweet story, oh. really. Oh. Bill would make Sasquatch official cryptid of Washington. This comes from NBC. Um, A new bill seeks to designate Sasquatch as the official cryptid of Washington State. A cryptid is defined by Oxford Dictionary as an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated. Um, A bill sponsored by Republican Senator Ann Rivers. Oh, that's a hell of a name was introduced this week after Caleb, a boy in Rivers Legislative District, wrote a letter suggesting the official status of Sasquatch, also known as Bigfoot. Quote, I love science and watching YouTube videos about Bigfoot. Washington State is the leader in Bigfoot sightings, wrote the third grader. I have started an online petition with my dad and grandpa asking people to sign to make Bigfoot our state's cryptid. 
Uh, Rivers couldn't resist the opportunity for a teaching moment. The result was State Bill 5816, which recognized Sasquatch's immeasurable contributions to Washington State's cultural heritage and ecosystem and the importance of preserving the legacy of Sasquatch. Pretty Cultural awesome. heritage, it's like a guy in a cabin with a cast of a foot. <laughs> well, it's just super smart. I mean, if he exists, you have a big like parade, a big announcement, and he's going to come out to get that award. Like, right. This is smart. This is how you get the proof. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's, that's how you lure him out of the woods. You're like, hey, we've got trophies. <laughs> that's all he's waiting for. He just needs his award. It's like I the Grammy. So <laughs> no, Gert, we've been hiding for too long. I finally got my award. I'm going public. And then Loch Ness, and then Kanye shows up, and yeah, then he's course. like, "I just want to say, Loch Ness monster, you should be the cryptid. You have, you were the best cryptid ever. <laughs> You've been scared more motherfuckers than." This son of a bitch. Just any other these motherfuckers. <laughs> You're the best. I just want to. I just want to say. Oh my god. <laughs> so um, I don't know what the fuck's the matter with me or why I pulled these two stories that I did pull, but this one is pretty much in the why exact same. We... No, no. Why don't we take a you break? Take a break? And play our sponsors while I get a beer. Are you bone dry over there, pal? One sec, let me get this. I am. Let me get this. Okay. So, yeah, we'll be right back then. We'll uh, have a word from our sponsors. Here we go. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. And there you have it. Again, a big thanks to our sponsors, uh, Paranormal Warehouse and Hysteria 51. Thank you guys very much. Jason, uh, you there, my friend? Did you get your beer? I am. I'm back. Yes, I did. Sexy fuck. Sexy little bastard. All right. So as I uh, as I was saying, I don't know what the fuck exactly is the matter with me or why these uh, these stories caught my eye, but a British 
British athletes are claiming sex ghost is haunting their reality show. <laughs> that sounds like a great porn parody. Sex ghost. Here we go. So uh, it says... Build the condos. It's like, all right, listen, you got you. Know, it's a twelve thousand dollars a month, but you get a sex ghost for free. This is the yeah. best because like some of the quotes that are in this had me fucking rolling. Like, um, <laughs> two British athletes starring on a reality show are claiming that a sex ghost seems to be haunting their hotel rooms. Uh, British Paralympian Kadina Cox. And retired rugby star Gareth Thomas are two of the celebrities. They don't sound like porn names. This is what I'm. Yeah, this is what I'm getting at. Yeah, uh, they're competing on. It's called the Jump, <laughs> a British show where famous people compete in various snow sports. Now, a ski jump with the stars, if you will. <laughs> anyway, um, the season's first episode aired Sunday. What's that now? <laughs> it's it says, um, let's see. Speaking of Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so during the episode, the 25-year-old Cox reportedly asked for a new room after allegedly being sexually violated by a ghost. Uh, another competing celebrity, Emma Parker Bowles, the Duchess of Cornwall's niece, said that... The, sh- the show that Cox was <laughs> Jesus Christ that on the show Cox was quote penetrated by some sort of paranormal entity um she had, this is a quote she had a ghost going in and out of her she had a sleep thing I'm like what the you fuck? know we made that happen for Eric right <laughs> yeah dear penthouse I thought this would never happen to she- me <laughs> She wishes it was an actual person, but it kept going in and out of her body. Like, oh whoa, whoa, my wait a minute. god! I wish it was just you know a person, but <laughs> yeah, that I can't go. To my like, I would be like, fine if I it was just a person. With room service, but no. You know, I left I'm the window open and everything. For the knock at the door, yeah. concierge, somebody. <laughs> nope. Housekeeping. Nope. It's a ghost. Oh, well, this is just Cox and her like going like going back to their significant I'm like no 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 these aren't these aren't real crabs these are ghost crabs I was raped these ghost, are ghost crabs, crabs here <laughs> what the fuck oh and then of course it goes into the uh, 2012 thing with Bobby Brown when he said that he was he was high but he was doing okay uh, he wasn't tripping by any means when he had sex with a ghost so but yeah we've talked about we've talked about that his pillow. Yeah, my yeah, God. spectrophilia. Yes, absolutely. So, spectrophilia. Bobby Brown, if he's saying like, I don't like, I was high, but I wasn't like super high. I think if anybody knows how to gauge his high, it's Bobby Brown. I guarantee that. I guarantee it. Mother of God. Well, is this like the Ghostbuster scene, like where the the succubus, wherever that ghost is getting <laughs> busy with him? Oh yeah. I, that's that the only sexy. thing I can I only love. imagine that, man. That's got to be what, it. You get a, if you get a ghost that's touching you inappropriately and doing things to you, and, I mean, yeah. I think you kind of lucked out in the haunt. Like, you you rolled a seven yeah. in, the, in, the, haunting, in the haunting crab juice. <laughs> it's the chick from, yeah, you, you get into the hotel where the chick from uh, Debbie Does Dallas oh, died. Yep, yep. And she just comes out, like, in her cheerleader like, outfit. Like, the loveless shows <laughs> up and, but the oh, thing God, is, is uh, okay, so we're all married, and 
we get in trouble when our wives have dreams about us cheating on a, on them. That's a good That's point. True. If we tell them, oh, we had sex with the ghost last night, imagine the reaction. <laughs> it's like, I don't believe you, but you're still sleeping on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Number my one, God. you're stupid. Number two, I'm mad at you. <laughs> bastard. There was nothing to push away. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> no, should've, no, should've, no. Should have tried hard. I, didn't want it. I swear, tried hard. I didn't want it. You should have tried hard. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's a cop out. <laughs> Why were your pants off to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> Over between us, I swear. I swear to God, this is the last fucking time. Oh my God. Can I have a year, year in this hotel room, please? <laughs> Explain this, then. It's like a vase of flowers with a bloody oh, handprint on it. You're like, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it's a single white female situation yeah, exactly. with your wife and a ghost. Exactly. Not gonna oh be ignored. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a great gig. Like you don't have to worry about any kind of presence, you know, because they're they're dead. If they're super morty, maybe they give it up all the time. Like it seems like a good deal. It would be a lot like sex robots. Yeah. Yeah. We all. Oh, I want the, the bonus model. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a screaming kid. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk about my next story then. Sounds good. Uh, Voyager 2 may have been hacked as it entered deep space. It's coming oh. physicsastronomy.com. Uh, NASA's groundbreaking Voyager 2 probe is more than three decades into its epic journey towards deep space. On April 22, 2010, just as the craft prepares to cross the boundary into inter- interstellar space, it malfunctions. As NASA's planetary science scientist uh, planetary scientist Kevin Baines said just about 10 billion miles away from Earth and all of a sudden it starts sending data in the language we don't understand it can be called an alien language (laughs) hey what's this picture look like that it sent does it look like an alien dick pic to you (laughs) those Uh, bastards they trolled us (laughs) Someone or something had altered Voyager 2's communication system, Kevin continued, checking the systems with another data link that they have. They can tell nothing else is wrong with the spacecraft, but just one system. Later results revealed that a single digit in the binary code of command system on Voyager 2, a zero was flipped to a one. Flipping of one bit of data suggests that some unknown party intentionally interfered with Voyager 2's onboard computers. Binary bit flipping is trick is a trick used by several hackers. Bit flipping can actually shut down a computer or even corrupt data. Investigators started to look for the source of the possible hack first here on Earth, but the distance involved makes it highly unlikely. As we all know, the Voyager 2 is carrying a message by humanity into space. The message encoded aboard Voyager 2 is for intelligent civilizations it may encounter. So could bit flipping be a response to our message? Well, we'll never know because we fixed it and now it's back to the way it was before. (laughs) They don't know why 
it mysteriously changed that one number or what the messages might say. But it was changing the language to... It was a language. They just didn't know what it was. Wasn't that like launch date 70s, right? Yeah, it was 77, I think, is what... Yeah, Voyager 1 was in... was like two years before. And Voyager 1's out there. Like, Voyager 1 crossed crossed the interstellar plane like 2014, I think. And then we launched Voyager 2 a couple years later. Um... But yeah, I like like you like you were like I don't think like it couldn't have been hackers from Earth because I mean like you said the distance I think like if we send a message here it takes like especially the distances it takes like what like three weeks or something for the for the message to get to it yeah if we even can get to it at this point well knowing if we were able to detect it and fixed it. There is a possibility that somebody out there is manipulating it on the planet. But I think, and to me, that's the scarier thing is like, okay, think of like 18 billion miles, and it's just getting out of like, it's getting into interstellar. Like, space is just huge. Like, there is so much out there that we yeah, don't we know. Yeah, we talked about that the other day or on the other another recent episode where we were talking about traveling to and from a different star in this specific one and it's one of the closer ones but it would take us 80,000 years to travel there yes. and it's ah, a close unless, one. unless we have unless we have the M drive which is which is still is still undergoing testing at NASA have you guys heard of the M drive um, I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. Okay, so in the uh, late 90s, there was a British engineer that developed a engine that does not burn fuel. Basically, it runs on uh, microwaves. It bounces microwaves around inside a chamber, and this is supposed to create thrusts. Now, this was just a, a design and the guy made it and whatever and uh, so just a uh, was it last year the year before somebody had built a working prototype and submitted it to NASA and it actually works like it doesn't burn it doesn't burn fuel but it generates thrust and they couldn't figure out why because wow. they were like technically this violates the laws of physics because it should be there should be fuel in order to move something sure and so they've they've te- they've tested it um, they've tested it inside a vacuum and it still works so um, they they're moving on to building uh, bigger models of it but they said that theoretically if we do manage to build a working electromagnetic drive that we could reach the next star system and it would take uh, I think like 92 years to reach the next to reach the next the solar our next door solar system Damn. so yeah that would have to be massive speed because 
the, the thing we were reading about and the thing that prompted me to look it up was the thing was traveling at 36,000 miles an hour and it would yeah. take the 80,000 years to get there. Yeah. So yeah. it would have to be a mat, like super something unknown. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of been like our big, the big hurdle is the fact that we can't build, we can't build rockets big enough. To, I mean, that's kind of one of the things with Mars in a way is the fact that we can't build rocket, we can't build a rocket with enough fuel to get us to Mars and back. Right. So the, the plan was always, we go to Mars and then using chemistry, you know, create rocket fuel to, for the trip back. But with if but if this M drive is 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 holding up and so far it has, it's been peer reviewed, it's been it's like I said, it's been tested, it's been tested inside uh, a closed vacuum and it still works. Theoretically that that trip could take going there, going to Mars and back. Um, the other thing we have to real or uh, figure out is if our bodies can handle that right. type of speed. Yeah. For that long, yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. So yeah, I mean that's something that's discussed a lot in our field with either with aliens is they would have to have a massive lifespan or a technology that we can't even think of. Sort of well, don't they? Doesn't NASA have like some them. fucking press conference coming up, like within the next week or two? Yeah, I'm sure it's just they they make a big deal, uh, and yeah, it's not that it's not a big deal. Right, we're right. just so jaded these days. But they make a big, de- a huge deal out of finding another planet in the solar system. Just the fact that it's there, and that's that probably what, what this announcement is. Oh, okay, it's, mm-hmm. it's probably something on that level, which is an awesome thing. But people are so jaded with space yeah. travel. Yeah, they have so many other shit to worry about that it's just NASA has to make it sound huge it's to get attention. Huge. So, what do you think? So, to harken back to your first story about kind of ghosts, like, what do you think would be more of a shock to society, like proving the fact that ghosts are real, like ineffutable evidence, or proving that aliens and life forms exist? Like, which one do you think would shock the world more? I would honestly, I would say aliens for damn sure, just because now you have the idea of, okay, if aliens exist, what happens to God? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't necessarily think that would be the biggest thing. I guarantee it. I would think that, um, well, I definitely think it would be a big thing, but I think that, okay, so let's say both. Let's say both get announced at the same time. I think they would be more afraid of aliens. One... Because they would have to be more advanced in some way than us. Whereas ghosts, all of a sudden, if we know about ghosts, they're probably not going to change their activity. Right. Yeah. If all of a sudden aliens are out there publicly known, they might just, just decide, okay, well, they all know us about it. Fuck it. We're just going to take over. Yeah. And with aliens, it's more of an unknown factor. Exactly. Like, ghosts, ghosts are more familiar in a way, yeah. you know, like it's not—it's not some weird being with thirty tentacles coming from the planet of Zanzibar. It's you know Aunt Tilly, and so it's more—it's—it's it, it, more relatable in your head. It's easier—it's easier to to deal with. 
then, because that, I mean, that's, you know, you see aliens, then that opens up the possibility of the entire universe. Sure. Like, well, if this is one kind, what are the other kinds? Are there other kinds? Where are they? Where yeah, but are I mean, in terms of technological, you know. I mean, I would think if, if you figure out that, like, ghosts are real, like, that's a whole, like, I think everybody's under the assumption that there's probably some kind of life form out there. Like, maybe they're as advanced as us. Maybe they're more advanced, or maybe they're not as advanced at all. But, like, you you interject, like, ghosts in an afterlife in there. Like, what does that mean? Like, sure. you know, all religions are going to be like, well, is our religion right? Is it wrong? Is it not even that? Is Supernatural my new religion? Is well, that what I need to watch? Careful <laughs> well, I, well, the other thing is, I think that if, if ghosts are real, then then you ch- you can chalk that up to okay well that's science that we haven't figured out yet maybe yeah you know i mean like okay we found out that this thing exists how so i mean in terms of, like i i don't think everybody starts running and forming factions of religion at this point because then it becomes a question of is there a scientific reason that that this that this exists. Sure. I think you'd see it split. I think you'd see a lot of people. Even if you saw aliens come down, I think you'd see. You see a lot of movies and stuff. Yeah. You'd probably see some of society go like, okay, this is some religions or religious sign. If it's aliens or ghosts, and you'd see some people like, no, this is a scientific thing. Like, you know, these aren't really ghosts. These are some kind of entity we haven't discovered yet. Sure. Absolutely. Well, and nature has ingrained in us being fearful of things for reasons. Oh yeah. Being scared of ghosts is one thing, but you don't think that they're going to come and take over the world. That's which true. aliens yeah. could definitely do. Ghosts may be able to do that as well, but what we think of as ghosts, it's not in that realm as a threat as I aliens would, just hope, would be. I would just hope I would have the luck that if it's aliens or ghosts, I get the ones that want to sex me up <laughs> and luck out there. <laughs> if it's ghosts, it's regular porn. If it's aliens, it's hentai. Yeah, exactly. Tentacles. <laughs> They're already doing that in Japan. <laughs> so many tentacles. So many tentacles. I didn't know I'd love it so much. <laughs> oh, shit. So, now, my friend, Koopsik, do you, uh, do you might maybe have a, uh, a story for us about how we might possibly be dying this week. I do, but I have another story as well we could touch on first if okay. we got time. You touch on whatever you want to, buddy. <laughs> Alright, so, this is another bill in a state house. <laughs> Nevada bill would ban forced microchipping. This comes from the Las Vegas Review via Coast to Coast. A remarkable piece of legislation introduced this week in Nevada aims to outlaw the forced microchipping of people. The bill was put forward by State Senator Becky Lewis, who says she was alerted to the issue by one of her constituents and was surprised by what she uncovered when she studied it. Lewis observed that RFID technology is growing in popularity. In some countries, human microchipping has already been used for identification and security purposes. I'm curious as to which countries those are, because I hadn't heard of that, and I kind of stay up on this sort of thing. Yeah. 
my guess, England. That's, that's going to be my guess. Like, the whole country's already covered in cameras. The, the thought yeah. that they yeah. would then go to RFID tagging wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's true. And I, I know from what I pay attention that we are very sheltered here in the U.S. We are not shown a lot of news that happens around the rest no of the world. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, with that in mind, it's not too hard to envision a future where a company may require its employees to be microchipped, which is what Lewis's bill hopes to prevent. Additionally, nefarious criminal elements making use of technology would also be subject to prosecutions for microchipping people in scenarios that are almost certainly unsettling and apparently not illegal yet. I don't know what they're referring so yeah um i don't know man we get on the ground floor that you can start building like badges and stuff so it's like oh hey you know you you know had sex with six ghosts today you get the ghost badge achievements achievements yeah somebody's about to level up. <laughs> yeah. i don't know i i don't perceive myself ever being implanted with anything even if it made my life easier I, I don't think I could do it. It could be easily hacked. Do you think no matter what that, kind of thing. Do you think it'd be that difficult for society to, or for the government to really, uh, this is a little conspiracy theory, but, you know, you go under for any kind of medical procedure. You don't know maybe that the doctors allow for that. It's like, yeah. hey, you need your wisdom teeth taken out. All right. Wake yeah, up. And, you wake up from surgery. You're like, you're like, you're <laughs> checking your arms and stuff. Like, what are you doing? I'm feeling for bumps. <laughs> well, there's been a long time conspiracy, as long as I can remember, and I started looking into conspiracies in the early 90s, um, of having something injected into your arm as they are drawing blood at blood banks. Yeah, I can see it. And the, the thing I've always gone back to is the little man, if they know about it, would put it out there. Somebody would. It wouldn't be able to stay in. Somebody would say something. And that's maybe that's where the conspiracy comes from, but I don't know if they could hide something that massive. Yeah, that's always been my issue when it, I mean, I used to be really big on conspiracies too, when I was when I was younger. As I got older, the one thing that always kind of stood in the way, or the one thing that kind of started to stand in the way of that is, I don't believe that my government is smart enough exactly to, to contain yeah. something that sinister like i just like i just i don't think they're competent enough that's yeah. been always the big hurdle that i had to cross i mean i mean i mean you look at the news now and you see you know oh the, you know this person is you know unnamed sources are saying this and intelligence leaks here and and like I don't, and Ed, I mean, like Edward Snowden, another perfect example. Like people talk. Yeah. Well, how long? How long were people saying that? Like, oh yeah, that video on your your laptop. You know, the government's looking at that. Yeah. Was that like maybe five, six years before it was actually like he actually broke that information? Yeah. And released it on was it WikiLeaks or wherever it was released? Well, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the movie Enemy of the State. I know it's a movie, but they talk yeah. about how there's banks of computers underground watching everything for 30 years before that movie. Sure. Yeah. 
there's a reason people think that stuff isn't probably because we all know they're doing it and it doesn't surprise us now that we know it still is being done now that we know now that yeah. Edward Snowden put all this stuff out what did we do we got upset about it but nothing yeah, changed but nothing has no, changed no, no, oh yeah well, I mean, that's like you, like you walk around with your cell phone and things like that. Like, if, if you want to be tracked, you can be tracked. Like, there, there's no way to hide. I mean, your information's out, like Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff. Like, it's out there, but do people really care that much? Like, it's the no, convenience of these things that allow yeah, you that's to keep... why, Yeah, that's why, those things, that's why those things are free. That's why Facebook's free. That's why Google's mm. free. Twitter, like any social media platform. There's a reason that stuff is free. Like, it's not because Twitter and Facebook make these platforms just because out of the kindness of their hearts. Like, you're paying with your identity. That's what you're paying with. Yeah, you're yeah if you're not paying with your for it, own you're personal the, uh, information. What do they call it? If you're not paying for it, you're the you're the product or something like that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you are. Well, the, the thing is, the one thing is, is there's too many people in the world for them to individually watch you. But everything you do is cataloged and can be pulled mm. up if needed to be. Uh, I think that that enemy of the state thing is like a really good example. Like that came out what, like ninety nine, ninety eight. It was in the Something late nineties like yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I mean, that was what six years before smartphones even really came yeah. out. Like all this like satellite information and all that like like things that are pretty much commonplace now. Like think about what's out Jack there today. Black's first movies. Yeah, yeah, Seth Green was in that. Um, oh, yeah. Jason uh, Lee was in there. There's a lot of big names in that movie. Oh. I'm going to have to go back and that watch was, it. That was when we had flip phones. Yeah. yeah, I think. Well, I think it, it was, was back when everybody back had the. I didn't, uh, I didn't have a brick phone, but I had a Nokia that was indestructible. Everybody had the Nokia. Everybody had that. Yeah, shit. the same fucking battery lasted like twelve years. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm right there with it's you, awesome. Richard, on our government. It's not that they're stupid. It's just everybody gets this idea that celebrity and politicians are so much smarter than everybody else that they. They're they're up there for a reason, but really, they're no smarter than we are. They are regular people, and there may be intelligent people. Fine, there may be a reason why they're chosen to represent us in the government. Fine, but they're no smarter than us. Right? right. Isn't that the conspiracy theory? It's not necessarily them. It's another tier that's running all that. Yeah. That <laughs> is a possibility. Shadow there government. could yeah. be something behind tweaking things. My thing about 9-11 is I don't think the government's competent enough to pull that off without, without something They can't even run the, the post office without a loss. That's a good point. <laughs> post office, Hurricane Katrina, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of water that just flooded a place. Like, they've dealt with this before. It's not, it's not, it's nothing new. Flood right. assistance is not something new. But we can still screw that up because it's um, like because because our federal government is a giant, massive bureaucracy. I mean, it's like an aircraft carrier, yeah. and there's a lot of moving parts. And there's you know, sometimes yes, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, but you know, also sometimes the left hand is yapping while the right hand is being, you know, shady. Yeah. Well, now is there a group? Are there multiple different groups of very wealthy people that have influence that are sitting around trying to figure out how to get more power? Of course there is. That's what they do, and that's what anybody in that position would do. 
So I think that there are those groups out there, but I I honestly think a lot of them are fighting each other, and we are just thrown in the mix of all of it. Well, we're, we're insignificant, probably. We're just the worker ants when you get down to it. Like, I'm sure there's whatever higher power is the ones that are kind of like moving the pieces, but we're insignificant in that game when you consider it. Yeah. Well, that's depressing. Now we're all just <laughs> ants. Well, you know, in the machinations of the powerful. <laughs> no, it's not going to matter because an asteroid is going to kill us by the end of the month. So that's that my what, next story, my is, last story. The one I always bring, the end of the world, which I'm the bringer of doom no! and gloom. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Doomsday asteroids, asteroids apparently imminent. Astronomers suggest detection and deflection defense. Um, another oh, Bruce Willis on the phone and Ben Affleck. Yep. Get them all, man. Get them all. I, I, you know, it, it would be a lot of fun to uh, get be Randy Steve Buscemi and just <laughs> ride on that asteroid. Yeah. That, that would be me. I've got the best seat for the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. We should just uh, call up Randy Quaid. See <laughs> oh, if he yeah. wants to, uh, yeah. you know, fly a spaceship. I just want to throw this out there right now, Richard. If that happens, can we reenact the animal cracker scene? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. You even need to ask. It won't matter because nobody will know. <laughs> you guys will know. And that's what we means the most, right? When the aliens find us, the last video ever uploaded to YouTube <laughs> was the language of bromance. Right. Yeah, it'll be like 10,000 years in the future, like an AI, they're digging through the ice, and that's what they have. What the fuck is that? <laughs> anyway, remaining colonies of humanity. So what the hell is this? Yeah. crackers. It's so great. <laughs> Are you crying? Are you crying, Craglog? <laughs> Another uh, noted astronomer has added his name to the list of scientists calling on the planet's governments to mount some type of defense system against potential doomsday asteroids before it's too late. And he says that several hundred million euros should be spent every year to keep the planet safe. And he has the best business for that money to go to. Yeah. They reported this week that the UK astronomer Royal Lord Martin Rees seeking a or speaking at a press conference in Luxembourg warned the world's governments that Earth's present asteroid defense system was totally inadequate against the imminent threat of an asteroid strike. Quote, I think we are all aware that we on planet Earth are vulnerable to impacts from outside. We know evidence has happened in the past. I don't like the way he worded that. Anyways, it's probably... Yeah. <laughs> um, it may not be the greatest risk or highest profile short-term risk confronting Earth, but if you make an assessment of what insurance premium is worth paying in order to reduce impact, you would come to the figure of several hundred million euros a year. I would, I would like to think that it's worth every dollar on Earth. Um to stop it, it's inevitable something's gonna hit the planet at some point we might not yeah. be alive but right 
it's well, it seems like down. every like handful of years, there's one that passes within a couple hundred or a couple it's thousand not, miles and stuff. It's whatnot. not years. It's not years. We report on this almost weekly or every other week where, oh, just last week, another one passed between yeah. us and the moon and we didn't see it until it was already there or gone. Wow. Until it was, yeah. It's all are those, are those mostly like, are those technically earth killers that we see do that? Or is it just ones that would devastate? Most, most of them would devastate like a hemisphere. Okay. Or something like that. Some of them are they call city killers, but none of them would be fun or good because oh, no, yeah. <laughs> even a city killer would ultimately cause a nuclear winter, which would yeah. cause the rest of the planet to was fall it, apart. Right. So. Wasn't there one that uh, went through like Russia a few years ago? Where was that? Yeah, that was, was 2011. Yeah. I think it was 2011, um, yeah. and that didn't even hit the ground. That exploded in the air. Yes. Oh wow! And killed some people and devastated an area. Yeah. Then um, that one, if it would have hit, would have killed. It would have been less than a city killer. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's a certainty that something's going to hit the planet at some point, unless there's already something protecting us. That's a possibility, but. Yeah, There's so, something on the moon that's deflecting yeah, these right, right now that they don't want no, you to know uh, about. No, uh, oh crap, what was, okay, see now we're going back into kind of the conspiracy theory again. Crap, what is the name of that project? Is it HARP? Oh, HARP is the entire array. Okay. No, yeah, that's not HARP. HARP was the uh, weather manipulation. Yeah, that's it, okay. I was thinking two, okay, I'm thinking of two different things. There are different leaked quote-unquote leaked things about different wars in space or an alien race that's protecting us from other alien races that would ultimately stop anything from hitting the planet anyways. Um, I always like that, that is like, stuff. <laughs> we're like their alien ant farm, so it's like some toddler that's, alien's like, no, you yeah. can't kill my humans. <laughs> no. Stop it. Go get your own, dick. <laughs> You know, under the like dome, my under dad the dome, there's some other alien race throwing rocks at us, and he's like, "No, not look at all." I'm fucking telling. That's my it. Mom. I'm fucking telling. I'm fucking telling. You can't come to my birthday party. Fucking done with you. You're the worst. I'm gonna take my Earth and go back home. Under the dome, uh, which is a Stephen King book and show. Love that, that book. Show man. was horrible. But show the sucked the dick. Was good. Yeah, the book was amazing. And that's exactly, I'm sorry to ruin it for people out there. Spoiler, but the book's been out for quite a few years. Oh, yeah. That's exactly (laughs) the the plot there. That dome that comes down over the city is controlled by a kid on an alien planet somewhere. And he's just playing with watching us. They're playing. They're fucking playing. You know what? I'm I'm okay with it, honestly. I'm okay with being, you know, an ant in some intergalactic ant farm of a child. They may not care about us, but they'll protect us, maybe. Exactly. I'm totally fine with it, because at the end of the day, I don't get hit with big giant rocks from space. Yep. So, (laughs) keep it Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. So, when do they say this is supposed to hit? End of the month? Well, they're... This episode's going to be out before then, right? Yeah. This this is gold, right? Yeah, the episode's going to post tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, this will be out tomorrow morning. So, if it doesn't happen in the next... What? Not even twelve hours. Six hours. Seven hours. We should be good. I think we'll be okay. Um, but it's supposed to be after the twentieth of February is when a piece of well, 
fuck. They say an asteroid. Some people say it's a piece of Planet X or all that crazy nonsense stuff. But like, well, yeah, it's supposed to happen day. before the end of the month. So, son of a bitch. All that's right. like I was. I was a very imaginative kid, and I would always like listen to like my mom watched like Sci Fi Channel and Discover, where they'd have like, okay, here's how the planet's gonna end. Ten ways the planet's gonna yeah, end. Yeah, dude. It's freaking awesome. One day sitting in class, it's like 1997. I'm just sitting there like freaking out. So I raise my hand. I think we're like talking about math. The teacher calls me. It's like, okay, Sean, what's the answer? I'm like, do you think we're all going to die in the year 2000? (laughs) Of course we are, sweetie. Next question. Of course we are. Duh. (laughs) You know when I had my um, moment of uh, mortality? And it was so stupid, really, but, and I knew that there was ways I could die and the planet could be killed before that, And but it was one night, it was, it was with my first wife, we were dating, went and saw this horrible movie called Reign of Fire with Matthew McConaughey, the dragon, the dragon movie. movie. I'll tell you what, that is, a, like, the plot <laughs> of that movie is completely terrible, but in terms of the CGI of those dragons... That's honestly some of the best CGI of dragons that I've seen. Yeah, I sat up all night. I literally actually sat outside all night thinking about all of the ways that I could die, and it was because of Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Well, I tell you what. I I thought of all the ways that I wanted to die because (laughs) of Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's fucking great. Well, I mean, he fixed all that with his Interstellar movie. I mean, that was amazing. Dude. (laughs) I hate that movie. I'm on this planet. I stay the same age. Stay the same age. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, man. All right. I tell you what. 913-730-7255. That's how you guys can get a hold of us. Uh, we can we, now get pictures. Yeah, we get pictures. So send, uh, send Jason. Oh, use, one second. Fire away. <laughs> use your imagination. <laughs> Zip. Yeah. This just look like an alien dick to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're, uh, we're Instagramming. We're tweeting nip- over at, uh, at Ectoplasm Show. Now, go ahead. Any port to support, I guess. <laughs> I got a pierced one. You want to see it? <laughs> are both oh, yours wait. pierced or just one? No, both of them are. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I kind of forgot that we both have oh, pierced signals. <laughs> Check it. <laughs> there you Here's go, Facebook. Ramp close. Ramp close. There Where it is. is it? Where is it? There it there is. She oh, goes. yeah, you got the hook. You got the hook. <laughs> Hell yes. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a blast. Yeah, anytime. This was fun. We need besides, to besides scared of the asteroid a couple of weeks, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, if we make it through the end of the month, then yeah. uh, sometime soon in the future, we should do it again. We got to do it again. Yeah, yeah. If we live, we'll do it again. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I tell you what, you guys have a great rest of your week. Keep on trucking through. We'll talk to you on Friday morning. Peace out. 